show number 84 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Look at his butt! (laughs) That announcement was brought to you by Greg. Courtesy of Greg. Thanks for the suggestion. So, um, here we are with our new show. Yes, New show, show 84. Is it really 84? I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, so let's get right into it. Okay. No Boston Legal. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Although someone, I'm going to point this out because oh, okay. I think this is very good. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually took last week's episode, which was the last episode filmed before the writer's mm-hmm. strike, and just took... The Spader Shatner scenes, which mm-hmm. total about four minutes, mm-hmm. put them together and put them up on YouTube. That's all you really need to watch. And that's all you really need to watch. Yeah. And the funny part is they have to take a swimming test to join the Coast Guard. And when they're in the water, the camera goes underwater, and every time the camera goes underwater, you hear whale sounds. That's very funny. So that that's pretty funny. I so. like that. I like that a lot. So that's all we're going to say about Boston Legal. <laughs> Um, do you want to go by your list? Go back and forth between your list and yeah, my list and yeah, your list and my that, list? that's true. Um, so I wanted to um, go over a few comments that we had at the blog, um, which were, again, about the um, what would be good alternate captains. Mm-hmm. So we had a few new things, and I wanted to mention because they're really good. So um, I think we might have mentioned this last time, but Orinoka had said two very disparate entries for actors who would be great captains was Yafit Koto and Lucy Lawless. Oh, both good choices. Really, really good choices. Um Jason said, where is Lawrence Fishburne from Event Horizon? And I don't think we mentioned him, but um, he would be good. I yeah, think he would be a good yeah, captain. he would be good. Anonymous said, whoever left this, um, I just listened to the podcast about alternate captains. Leslie Nielsen was also a ship's captain in another movie, in the Poseidon Adventure. <gasps> he was the captain? I didn't remember that I at didn't, all. I just remember Shelley Winters. He is only in a few scenes at the beginning saying that he would like to have more ballast to weigh down the ship more in rough water, but this burns fuel more so the company won't let him. Loss of captain points for not disobeying bad orders from the man. <laughs> well, okay, so, hmm, maybe he's not Starfleet material. Well, it could be, but that was interesting that they yes, pointed that out. Yes. Reverend Robbie said, worst captain, Adam Sandler. Okay, Adam Sandler is the worst anything. Yeah, I agree. Anything at all. And then this was... Except maybe, you know, um, sacrificial goat. <laughs> I, you know, that would be okay. Um, Mom's a Beach said, worst captain would be Matthew Broderick. <gasps> Think about it. Would you take orders from the guy who nearly blew us all up in war games or nebbishly follow Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker around? <laughs> I would be very uneasy on that starship. <laughs> me too. There's something about him that creeps me out. Um, but then she followed up by saying, Clive Owen would make a great captain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all, all good suggestions. Mm-hmm. Love the suggestions. Very good. That was really good. So back to you now. That was on the Oh, list. okay. So um, the next thing we have here is, and someone took the time to do this. It's at geekster.com. <laughs> A map of the Star Trek universe. That is so cool. And this thing is fucking huge. (laughs) And it says, um, click on the image to see a huge version. Warning to dial-up users. Dial-up users. Get this, dial-up users looking at the Star Trek universe. (laughs) The full map is about 3,000 by 2,000 and around 2 megabytes. Anytime I think, okay. So um, if you click on it, you get the big version and it's got, it's just incredible. Um, 
the United Federation of Planets, the Romulan Star Empire, the Cardassian, U- Cardassian Union, the Klingon Empire, which is, is humongous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes right off the map. And, uh, I, oh, see, you could you could pick out various things. And, oh, and, and you, click, can, you can embiggen it by clicking. Even it. more. Here's the First Federation. Wow. Here's the, yeah, Ferengi Ranger Alliance. Alliance. This is incredible. And then there's a list of invited Federation planets there, and it, it just tells Member you planets, yeah, yeah. where they are and everything. So, so if we wanted to get to Rigel, oh, I don't know. That didn't, that didn't work. I think that just made it. Oh, I thought it was going to link and help me find, like, Vulcan. No, but no. that would be too that sensible. Would, this is amazing. That is a great thing. <laughs> You need to have this made like that, that T-shirt of the Milky Way with a little arrow that says, you are here. That would be very cool. It would be cool. And you know what else? This is quite beautiful. If you had this blown up and printed up, it'd be a really beautiful poster. I agree. It's great. Yeah. Oh. Here's Altair, where the water comes from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did they say who made this, by the way? Okay, let's see. Who, who put all their time and effort into Geekster. it? Let's see. Geekster. Stir is spelled S-T-I-R, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Someone says, I actually am genuinely curious the route that one cube took to get to Earth in the two-part episode when Captain Picard gets abducted. Also, where the abduction took place, the nebula of the Enterprise hid in, the large battles that took place along the way, and anything else would be cool. And then he signs his name Klingonishly. Okay. I don't know. Did this geekster person make it? I don't know. It says, the Borg are way too far away to be on this map. Yes. <laughs> Excuse <Thanks>. me. <laughs> After all the research that was completed to ensure the accuracy of this map, I do notice you are missing a small species called the Borg. Please correct your useless set of pixels to re- reflect my request. Can I just tell you something really, really funny? Yeah. That, that is totally applicable here. There's a webcomic called XKCD. Uh-huh. Um, which is a very, um, it's crudely drawn, intentionally so, with stick figures. And much of the humor is drawn from internet and stuff like that. And one of the more recent ones had um, a guy sitting at a, um, a computer. And the voice from the other room says, um, aren't you coming to bed? And he says, can't. Says, Why not? He says, someone is wrong on the internet. <laughs> I like that. Um, the comments on this are, are really wonderful. Um, if you stand way back, you can see the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> wow, Nerd Arena, you do realize that the show has been canceled. See, someone's wrong on the internet. Yep. I have an interactive version of this map here. Oh, let's go to that. Ooh, interactive. What does that mean? Can it means if we, cl- we click on it, we're going to be there. Oh. I am totally in favor of that. So let's Will it fill the room? Will we be inside? Whoosh, we're going to find out. Okay, what star map. Yeah. Select star from current map. But how can you tell what it is? It's not giving them any of the, the show names. Jump to Star Trek star Argelius. Okay. Go. Go. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, okay. All right. That's helpful to know, maybe, in some <laughs> strange way that I, I can't think. Are there any more comments of the type, someone is wrong on the internet? Because <laughs> if there are, I want to know about them. <laughs> Let's see. It is a very nice map, and so is the rest of the Atlas book that it was scanned from. 
Star Trek Star Charts, The Complete Atlas of Star Trek by Jeffrey Mandel. Oh, well, there you go. That's what they're saying. That is the information. Okay, good to know. And here's just, okay, the other thing that every cluster of internet comments needs is something totally irrelevant. Riker should have battled Picard to the death for the captain's seat. (laughs) Because it was important to get that in there. This person probably posts that like on medical Every, websites, everything, and everything, everywhere. everywhere. So I, I, th- I think that map is beautiful. I like I it. I think it's very I, beautiful. I do. Well, we'll put up links to all that stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad that someone had the decency to mention where it actually came from. Yeah. So, well, if if they're right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All okay. right. Your turn. Back to me. Well, um, here's a piece of actual news back in the real world. Oh. Um, and you sent me this. I had heard about it. As most people may know by now, there is not going to be any more HD DVD. So this was an article from Trek Today, and it said Toshiba will stop stop promoting its HD DVD format after losing support to Sony's Blu-ray technology. As reported uh, at many places, the end of the HD blah, blah, blah war will probably mean the cancellation of the second remastered season of the original series. <sighs> an inside source at Technicolor has informed us that a few weeks ago, Toshiba canceled the work they were doing on Star Trek Season 2. Toshiba has been the one paying for the remastering and coding of Star Trek TOS, which was part of their exclusive deal with Paramount. Paramount. Paramount is the only studio that is still uncommitted to Blu-ray because they're idiots, apparently. <laughs> they're expected to react to today's Toshiba announcement soon. Um, according to the press release, we have undertaken a thorough review of our strategy for DVD. Oh, this just says why they're deciding to discontinue it. So um, they're still going to provide product support for the, um, the products, but likely they won't be selling them much anymore. So I was wondering about this when I heard on the news that they weren't going to have it. And, um, I mean, eventually I'll probably have to buy an HD DVD player to play this set that I already have. And I know that they've done a lot of the remastering already because we've seen them on TV. They've shown Mm -hmm. second and even third season episodes. So even though it may not be completely done, they've done a lot of it. And I can't believe that they're not going to, someone's not going to put up the money to finish it at some point. I would hope. I think a lot of it would depend on how well they did. Yeah, with what they've already true. done as that's far true. as um, you know, selling the DVDs and, yeah. and commercial sponsors for mm-hmm. showing it on TV and all of that, so or maybe they'll they'll get new sponsors and, and do it for Blu-ray. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, or maybe they'll just do it and release it just as a regular release. Yeah, you know, yeah, because they could still do all the nifty remasters. Yeah, because I'd, I'd like to see that. So anyway, that's the latest news on that, um, and we'll keep you informed as to what Paramount decides. I, I mean. In my opinion, there are always going to be people who will continue to buy the Star Trek discs. Always. Like me. Yeah. And it, they're not they're never going to go broke putting out more new editions of TOS. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yep. And besides, if they did them in Blu-ray, then that would be two more media Bill has conquered. <laughs> HDTV and, and Blu-ray. Blu-ray. You're right. That would be so cool. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Back to your side. Um do you know what yesterday was? No, I don't know what yesterday was. Okay, yesterday was February 21st. Yeah. And yeah. do you know whose birthday that is? No. Bad, bad Lena. What? Lockwood. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't give a shit who knows it. <laughs> He's still claiming 29, right? Uh, probably. <laughs> How did you know it was Lockwood's birthday? Because I belong to a group where they post these things as a... Uh, <sighs> Anniversary notices and things. What do you think he did for his birthday? He went and beat up Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I think that's what he did last year. <laughs> uh, 
this year he released that on DVD. You know what else he did? What? He made a souffle. <laughs> and he plans to learn to juggle. That's what we should have bought him. We should have bought him one of those how to juggle books for his birthday. <laughs> that, that little kit that costs yes. like two ninety nine at with Barnes the, and Noble. With the little bean bags that come with yeah. it. Yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. Did you notice how when I said that little kit I had to pan him on juggling for some reason that you just you have to do that. Oh, well, thanks for letting me know that. I, I knew you would want to I know. I do. I did want to know that. That's okay. really funny. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Lockwood. Oh, that makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. Okay, your turn. My turn. Oh, wait a minute. Um, I have to find my list of things. Sorry. Jeez. Here it is. Okay, we did that. We did no more remastering. We did the comments. Um, now I have another thing to talk about, and we'll probably talk about this on another show, too. We have mentioned before... There is a fantastic blog called Dave's Long Box. And Dave, um, the the subtitle is, I'm going to review my comic book collection and you're going to like it. But he <laughs> talks about a lot more than just comic books. And he loves Star Trek and he's talked about Star Trek before. And I think we've read some of that. So recently he had a Star Trek week. And there were a couple entries that were wonderful. And I'm going to read from the one that was just so wonderful, right on target. Um, and it's called, let's see, Captain Kirk, please get some help. <laughs> So he says, you ever have a friend who is just different when he or she drinks? I'm not saying that Jim Kirk has a problem. It's just that I get uncomfortable around him when he drinks. So do my dogs. <laughs> Dave's Longbox reader, Meng Mang- Mantisuit. Meng Mantisuit. Wow. wow. Interesting story. That is a great name for a villain. It is. Maybe he is a villain. Um, inspired this post when he coined the term the Bill Shatner beer face, which is best described by Meng in his own words. So here we go to a quote of Meng who says, It is a Shatner acting technique I've dubbed the Bill Shatner beer face, whereby Shatner acts as if he has either never tasted alcohol before or that it is of some unbelievable proof and potency as to cause him to wince then grimace, then look at the glass to make sure it's the same beverage he was sure he poured into the glass. Works with beer, wine, liquor, Romulan ale, sour and brandy, or even plain old water. <clears throat> he basically does it when drinking any beverage. And he has some great, great screen caps here. Oh, they're wonderful. So it's beer, Romulan ale, whiskey, vodka intervention, and then finally, it's a great screen cap of him from um, Enemy Within when he's drinking the, the sorry and brandy, and it says, <laughs> Night Train. <laughs> I have to say that that description of the Shatner swallow is right on the money. Totally perfect. It, that's the Shatner swallow. That's the whole thing. And the thing about him looking at the glass, he always he does, does that. that. Like, what the what hell is this? is this? What am I drinking? What is in this glass? He And you know where it's very, very noticeable that he does that, that he looks at it, is when he has um, the beer with Jillian. Yes. In uh, well, Boy's I, Home. And I think that's, uh, screen that's cap what there. the screen cap, but yeah. But I, I have always got the impression, gotten the impression that he looks at it like, wow, the beer we've been drinking in the 23rd century is piss. <laughs> this shit's great. <laughs> it's, it's space piss. It is. It is. But that, that swallow, the lips and the grimace and the everything, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy to see in the comments of this particular blog post, which I'll link to, that Meng, the person who was quoted, put in a link to the pudding video. <laughs> and is so that cool. the, the Bill Shatner pudding face? Yes. <laughs> The pudding face, the pudding face, yay! Oh, man, Bill does pudding. Bill <coughs> does pudding. So that was just totally awesome. I love that. Um, there were some other things in um, Dave's long box about Star Trek week, but I, I think I'll save some of those. This was this was really good. Okay. So um, 
let's take a little break, I think. Mm-hmm. And we've got some other stuff, and I think we'll do an episode review. I think I so. Think we should do that. Okay, so let's play a little music, and, and we'll come back with more stuff. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. People, pay attention and write it down this time. Comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. you found the best podcasts in the universe. <sighs> that was exhausting. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't think we've done that much hooting and hollering in a while, <laughs> frankly. Well, what we did was we watched Wolf in the Fold because... Amanda. ...sent us that wonderful screen cap of Kirk walking down the hall of the Enterprise. With his dick swinging and bobbing and, and, and weaving. So we decided we have to verify this, and we did. Well, we didn't have to verify it because we believed her. We just wanted to experience it for ourselves. That's true. That's true. So we watched Wolf in the Fold, which was a second season episode. Mm-hmm. And um, I hadn't watched this in a long, long, long time. So I had actually forgot what happened at the end of the episode. So it was almost a twist for me right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what they did. I remember that now. Um, it was um, a lot talkier than I remember it being. The really mill. Oh. So let's recap the plot very quickly. They go down to a planet to get Argelia. laid. Yeah. yeah. Right, to get laid is yeah. basically it. And the reason that they go to this planet is that it's a planet where the law is love. That's and basically says. means anybody can get laid there. Yeah. And so they go to a bar where there's a belly dancer. an actual belly dancer, we mm-hmm. think. Um, and boy, that scene just went on and on and on. So I guess in 1967, it was sort of okay to do that, to have like this woman pushing her tits into the camera uh-huh. for five minutes. And Well, it's okay because later on, Bill got equal time. That's true. That's okay. true. And so unfortunately, she gets killed and then other people get, other women well, get wait, killed. Well, wait, wait. Now you're skipping yeah. a really important point. What? Right before this episode... The engines exploded because of a woman, and Scotty got hit in the head. Yeah, so I was kind of and wondering And that's why that. he needs to get laid. So <laughs> the explosion that hit him in the head was caused by a woman, so therefore he resents all women everywhere. Yeah. As if this is the only time he's ever been injured in engineering where it's been caused by a woman. Whenever it was caused by a man, does that mean that he hated all men too? No, but you see, prior it was caused by, like, tools, and so to this day he cannot use a wrench. I just kind of don't get that. Okay. Not the wrench part, the, the <laughs> women part. I get the wrench. Okay. But that just seems like a really strange bit of psychology. Well, it's space psychology, <sighs> and it's advanced. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> space psychology. Not to insult you, but it's advanced. Now, there was a part that we didn't understand when they're talking about the planet. <laughs> After and, the premise. Yeah. Yeah. And Scotty's thanking Kirk for bringing him down to this planet so he can get laid and he is looking around at the women and everything and he says all the women are this place is all and then he never finishes the sentence 
And Kirk agrees and says, yes, it is. And we were wondering what he was going to say. Yeah, because he, he says, you mean to tell me that all these women are... And, and Every, everything is... What? 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 Made of chocolate? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> For sale? Imaginary? Um, free? Not free? Klingon? <laughs> made of chocolate. Made of chocolate. I think that's what he was trying to say. So I wish I'd known what it was. And then Kirk did the same thing later on when he was, um, after Scotty leaves with his girl and he says to Bones, I know this place, another place where they're going to go get laid. And he says, I know this place where the women are so... And he doesn't finish the sentence. He doesn't even do a thing with his hands. And McCoy goes, I know the place. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. What? They have three breasts? It's the the planet of unfinished sentences. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, that's part of the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel good after I don't finish a... Uh-huh. Yeah. That yeah. was nice. Um, <laughs> there was also a great moment that, that you provided the perfect dialogue for, which was when... <laughs> Kirk, we get a close-up of Kirk watching the belly dancer, and we hear Scotty talking. <laughs> and you said, I'm not listening to you anymore. Because he is so obviously just, uh, like, in that classy Kirk way, yes. you know. <laughs> it's true. Um, so let's see. So uh, she's killed, so and nobody's killed. ever been killed there before because they're all too busy getting laid. Yes. And they think Scotty did it because he was standing there with her in his arms. But um, he can't remember. And he can't remember because of the knock on the head. Uh, and then they go to try to solve it, and um, uh, somebody beams down from the Enterprise, a girl. Lieutenant Tracy. L- Lieutenant Tracy. Lieutenant Tracy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> Betsy was getting her nails done. <laughs> and uh, so she's going to take the uh, psycho tricorder. <laughs> Look of huge skepticism on my face. <laughs> the psycho tricorder, which is going to record everything that happened in his memory in the last 24 hours, which is a really scary piece of equipment, let yes. me tell you. And, but while that's happening, she gets killed too. And then the prefect's <laughs> wife... And the machine didn't see that coming and say, Tracy, <laughs> Really? And, and the wife of the, the guy who's in charge is going to do a seance and find out what it is. But then she gets killed too. During the seance. During the seance. And they keep thinking that Scotty did it. But we know that he didn't because he's a continuing character on the show. Right, right. <laughs> So um, so then they say, up on our ship, we've got a really big um, psycho oh, tricorder in the computer. And if we can all go up there, it, it's basically a big lie detector. Mm-hmm. Then we'll know what's going on. So they all go up there and talk for fucking ever. In the conference room. Talk yeah. and talk and talk. And Kirk sits down and he gets up and he sits down and he gets up and he's just pacing around the room. And, and then suddenly, thank God, violence breaks oh. out. I was never so glad. It was so boring. It was it was like a cross between an Agatha Christie novel and like an episode of Law and Order, you know, where <laughs> yeah. you know, they're trying to figure it out on the fly in the room and, mm-hmm. and then jumping to these huge conclusions like every piece of evidence we have points to Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But speaking of on the fly... When the violence breaks out, it's great. The the guy um, who actually did it is the, mm-hmm. the planet administrator, who's played by the guy who played Mr. Peterson on Newhart yes, John and did Fiedler. the voice of Piglet, yes. as you pointed out. So you can all imagine him. And suddenly, for the stunt, they get a guy who's twice the size of Piglet, who flies through the air and kicks Shatner, and it was Bill, it wasn't stunt guy, right in, in the, the chest. chest. And he goes flying back against the wall uh, yeah and you know knowing the way they built those sets i'm really surprised he didn't just go right through it it's but true. it was 
It was cool. It was good. So, so thank God for that. As yes. you said, that's absolutely true. And so it turns out that um, uh, Piglet was possessed by <laughs> the spirit of <laughs> Jack the Ripper, which has been. This Wait, this is a sentence. <laughs> Okay, um, I, I am sending out a special request to Echo to make an icon for the sentence, Piglet was possessed by Jack the Ripper. Um, which was a, a, a spirit that has lived from, he says, from the dawn of time. On terror. Uh, on terror and just goes from planet to planet killing women. Because, as Spock points out, Women are, are more easily and deeply terrified than men are. He doesn't explain this. He just asserts it. And um, all the women in the room look at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so then what happens? Uh, so, oh, it, it jumps into the computer. Yes. Which was interesting. And it turned the computer into this sort of malevolent, giggling entity. Uh-huh. And it also turned all the view screens into um, what you rightly pointed out looked like the space yule log. <laughs> Which I still maintain would make a great screensaver. <laughs> Much better than that. <laughs> well, that's kind of like it, yeah. you know. So, um, so it's in the computer, and then they manage to make it get out of the computer. <laughs> this is really good. But Spock tells the computer, not Kirk this time, to calculate the value of pi to the last decimal. Mm-hmm. And the entity screams, no, no. <laughs> Like, you know, there's a math test. It's having the high school dream. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was good. And then it comes back and it goes into um, Piglet, who was dead but is now reanimated. And then um, they beam him out into space and that's the end. Except. Except that um, in order to – well, so Kirk is is saying that everybody has to remain calm. And the way he tries to do this is by going, this is Captain speaking. Remain calm. Kirk out. (laughs) That's effective. And all these people who were calm are suddenly going, what the fuck's going on? Um, and so then his solution, so that was stupid. So his solution number two <laughs> is to say. Didn't somebody point out that a lot of Kirk's solutions are solving problems he created? Yes, it's true. So he, um, he gets McCoy, he, t- he asks McCoy if he's got any tranquilizers and McCoy says, yes, I've got something that could tranquilize a volcano. And Kirk kind of has this look on his face like, you never told me about that before. Yeah, and this is the first I've heard of it. Jeez. So he goes around and he tranquilizes everybody on the ship and they get all high and giggly and stuff. So that when, um, the entity goes back into Piglet, he's tranquilized and just sort of giggles and lays there. Yeah, and so they get rid of him. And then Kirk very manfully hoists him onto his shoulders and uh, walks him over to the transporter room. There, was, there was a lot of manly Shatner in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we ended up with another reference to the planet of unfinished sentences. Yes, yes. And uh, the strangest part was now that everybody else was stoned, Kirk had no one to go bar hopping with mm-hmm. to pick up women on the planet where anybody can get laid. Maybe that's why he didn't want to go. It's no challenge because um, he can get laid anywhere. But he decides not to go. Because he has to go alone. That's ridiculous. Like, that's stupid. That's really that's stupid. That's not Kirkish. No, not that's not Kirkish. So we have to point out some interesting things in the episode. There was some really beautiful Kirk light, mm-hmm. especially when the camera panned by the flame of the mm-hmm. seance. That was, Bill nice was in the shot. back. Very nicely done. In several shots at the beginning, he had this bruise yeah. on his left cheek. Big one. That... um. They had obviously tried to cover up with makeup, and I know I've heard that he came in one day uh, for shooting, and the night before he had been stung on the face by a bee, mm. and it, it, it you know, yeah. was very obvious, and they had to, 
you know, did do what they could with makeup. And I'm wondering if this was the bee sting episode. It could have been that, or it could have been one of those times when he was out motorbiking and he crashed and burned and, you know, bruised himself <laughs> up. Or he could have gotten got thorns in, a, in his butt. Or he could have gotten in a fight with someone. Yeah. I mean, that's always a possibility. He yeah. got caught doing something somewhere. Yeah. But it was a big bruise and it was kind of swollen. It was and a, I really, I yeah. really, I enjoyed it. I mean, like oh, I yeah. said, I want to lick it and mm-hmm. make it better. It, it was... I don't know. Kirk with bruises. I've got several uh, screen caps of Kirk with bruises, and I like them. I enjoy them. So to get back to where we started, we had to slow-mo on the computer through the scene of him walking down the corridor with Spock. And my first comment was, is he wearing any underwear at all? And I think the answer is no. It's so beyond not wearing underwear. It's it's something else. I I mean... Special reflective pants material right there or something. Maybe he had on a cock ring or something that just made oh. it, like, stand out from his it's body. It's standing out. It's moving. It's yeah. it's jumping around. It's, oh. it's, a, it's a great big package that's just moving around. And, it, and you know what I think? Mm-hmm. I think that's where the title of this episode came from. <laughs> Wolf in the Fold has nothing to do with that stupid thing about sheep. It has to do with... Kirk's dick in his pants mm-hmm. there, jumping out, going, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. I it think is, you're right. <sighs> there, there was another great dick profile shot oh, yeah. on the bridge. On the bridge, yeah. There was some gorgeous butt cleavage. Really good. Nice overhead lighting right on his butt there. Now, we were both noticing that for some reason, um, the costumes in this episode were not very good. So Kirk's shirt, first of all, had some visible stitching on it, which looked yeah. awful. It was the and green, it bunched. The green wraparound shirt, and it kept bunching up, and it just didn't look right. And Spock's shirt also was all bunchy near the collar. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look very good. And in my opinion, his pants, I mean, we are grateful for the fact that we could <laughs> see so much, but they looked a little tight. <laughs> just a little. He gained a little weight there, and there was a mm-hmm. really bad shot of a big love handle kind of yeah. hanging over the yeah. edge of the yeah. pants. So. And his hair from shot to shot went from good to bad to good yeah, to bad to yeah. good to bad to good so to bad. So there's a lot of editing. There was a lot of very weird reaction shots that didn't match up with the rest of the episode. Like, well, there was one where he was saying, uh, Scotty, you've got to remember. And he was in a beautiful Kirk light. And then the very next shot mm-hmm. um, where, you know, it's a two shot of him and Scotty. Okay, in the Scotty, you've got to remember, in the shot we saw before that, Scotty is down on the floor. And Kirk was standing up. Mm-hmm. And he's talking at an angle like he's talking to someone down in the mm-hmm. Kirk shot. And then they cut to the two shot, and they're both down on the ground at the same level, and there's no shadow on anything in the scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yep. It was badly done that way. Maybe mm-hmm. they just had to rush the editing or something and use whatever they could to put it together. Uh, there were very few regulars in this episode. So there was um, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Mm-hmm. There was um, Sulu. Mm-hmm. There was Kyle, who's yeah. been in you know, and many that, episodes, and that was pretty much it. Well, you're, you're skipping a very oh, well, important. Well, Scotchy. No, oh. you're you're skipping another very important um, repeat guest star. Who? Oh. Chekhov's girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I was noticing that we watched this from your DVD, which was not obviously the remastered ones, but mm-hmm. that um, Gamesters of Triskelion is the third, uh, fourth episode on that disc. Oh, so okay. It, so chronologically, it was very close. Yes. So. It's, what we're talking about is the woman who um, is assigned to Chekhov as his drill thrall in uh, Gamesters of Triskelion, who calls him Chekhov, and is, you know, very, very big, very tall, mm-hmm. and and uh, not good looking, and she was <laughs> one of the waitresses in the bar of the planet where anyone can get laid as long as they don't finish their sentences. Yeah, yeah, so that that's true. And then, of course, there was Majel, who was doing the voice of the computer, and, you know, I gotta wonder if she didn't get paid by the line for this episode, because... <laughs> 
She had a lot of lines. She did. She had a lot of she lines. She really had a lot to say. And it wasn't good either. No. No, but yeah, that whole, <coughs> the whole discussion scene that takes place in the conference room that just goes on and on and on and on. Oh, man. You know, I, I got to wonder, were they looking at the script and going, let's make this exciting? There's no dramatic tension in it at all. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. The way, there have been other episodes where there wasn't a lot of action. That was mostly talking, but it was dramatic. I mean, mm-hmm. there was something going on where you were really kind of worried, and this one was just like, well, blah, 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 blah. Part of the problem is is that it, it all takes place in that conference room where they actually are making some important discoveries mm-hmm. about this murder case, but it all takes place through them talking about it and getting information out of a computer. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes it so stupid and dragging. <laughs> we were so bored that we were laughing really loudly when Kirk saying, every piece of evidence points to this. And we're going, what, what? You know, every piece of evidence in the past two seconds. Somebody said Jack the Ripper, and they went, that's it. That has to be the only answer. That's definitely it. <laughs> it, it couldn't be anything else. couldn't be anything else. We don't need to consider any other theories. That's it. That's it. That's just it right there. <laughs> Case closed. We're going home now. Yep. So it was it was a little silly in that way. But you know, I gotta say the the Kirk light, the butt shots, the incredible swinging dick coming down mm-hmm, the hall, mm-hmm. totally redeemed the episode. And I really do have to say, I think the biggest actual EVE where it's an erection mm-hmm. is in Requiem for Methuselah. Yes, yes. But this is the most evident Kirk <laughs> swinging along <laughs> the open road, yeah, uh, ever. Yeah, I think so. And it's an extended shot. You know, it's funny. We we watched it first on the TV where you couldn't see it that well. Right. And then we watched Until it. Until it got sort of into the light yeah. for a couple seconds. But on the computer, it looked great. Really, oh, really man. great. And it, it is, as you said, an extended shot. They're coming all the way down the hall. And uh, his dick is more a part of the conversation than anything else. I don't even know what the hell they were talking about. Oh, Do you? Does it matter? No. 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 No, no. I'm glad we're out of the conference room. Aren't you? Spock, yeah, me too. Those other people were really bumming me out, and I was starting yeah. to have to make up some crappy science, hoping to wrap things up. Let's go to the bridge and have a drink. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, I think that's it. I'm looking at my notes here, and my notes actually say at one point, "Talk, talk, talk." <laughs> and that's what we do. And that's what we do. So uh, that's pretty much it. So let's take another break, and okay. we have a few more things we can talk about. Okay. Cue the music. Sit up! Sit up! Come back here! A couple of regular segments. Yeah, to visit. yeah, yeah. So um, here is a press release, and we can't really figure it out. So maybe you can help. Press release says, "Big Screen Entertainment Group in production with William Shatner. Uh, they have signed with legendary actor, writer, and director William Shatner on multiple projects, and has begun production on their first joint venture." We are beyond thrilled to be working with William Shatner, one of the most beloved and respected actors of our times, says the CEO. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I'm just skipping the obvious stuff. Um, 
they uh, spent last week before the cameras working on their first release, a documentary due out this spring. This documentary represents the first step in what we hope will be a long and successful partnership between Big Screen and William Shatner, stated the president. His energy and creativity are boundless. That's true. And we feel that Big Screen is the perfect home for his future projects. Big Screen Entertainment Group is a full-service entertainment company designed to develop, produce, purchase, exhibit, and distribute products in all media formats, including motion pictures, television, music, publishing, video games, and cell phone content. BSEG has completed four (laughs) films. Yes. Two films in post-production and 14 films in development. One completed casual game. I have no idea what that means. Five in development as well as two um, games, the multiplayer games online. Um, So you sent this to me with the comment, um, it's kind of hard to figure out what he's doing. And I totally agree (laughs) with that statement. Like, who are these people and what is he doing with them? And why? Why? Just why? Um, I I don't know. Um, I am assuming there's money involved. I guess there's money. So just to try to research this a little bit more, we were looking at the big screen entertainment group site. And here are the completed projects that they have. So you guys think about this and see if you agree with us. The first movie is called Forget About It, starring Raquel Welch and Burt Reynolds, two big stars. Hey. And it was filmed in Arizona and Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, are you sure Forget About It is the name of the movie or was that a review? Um, it says it's the name, but it could also be the review. It could okay. do double duty. Does and it, it give us plot synopsis? Do Oh, you know who else is in this? Richard Grieco. Who is? He used to be in 21 Jump Street. He replaced okay. Johnny Depp when he left. Okay. Um, release date January 8, 2008 on DVD. So a direct to DVD. So it's out. Yeah. And then there was a movie with Jenny McCarthy and Carmen Electra. Also big names. Mm-hmm. Big, big names. Uh, Bill, if you want to do direct to DVD stuff, fine. But you don't need to do this shit. So we still don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, is this his new venture? Well, you know, Bill is always talking about, you know, I've got this movie I want to do that's about this, and I've got this movie with this, and, 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 you know, he never gets backers or, you know, funding or, or anything, so I'm thinking... That's what it is. They're just going to fund his vanity projects where he wants to make these films. Yeah. He's turning into Orson Welles. Yeah. In more ways, <laughs> more ways than, than one. <laughs> I mean, really, can you imagine if Orson Welles was around today? Like, that, this was, the whole story of his life was that he could never get those projects made. He could never get the money to do these films that he wanted to. Mm-hmm. If he was alive in this era where anybody can make movies. He, he would have his own YouTube. He would. He would have his own channel, and it would probably be so good. But um, anyway, it's very weird. So if you guys can figure out any more about this weird <laughs> alliance between Bill and Big Screen Entertainment... Let us know, because we're still kind of confused. Yeah. And, you know, it said in the release that they filmed a documentary. Doesn't say what it's about. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. Could be horses. Could be dogs. Could be... Toupees. Know, toupees. Could be um, parasailing. Or maybe Bill... I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's just going to be their shillmeister. Maybe. Maybe that's it. He's just going to be the shill guy. Maybe it's it's a uh, documentary about um, lawyers. Yeah. Or people who do commercials for lawyers. Or people who play lawyers on TV. Could be. Maybe it's a documentary about James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that. Because Bill will do anything. He will. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I think Just all of our ideas are probably about as valid as whatever it is he's actually <laughs> doing. 
So um, we remain in the dark, but please enlighten us if you can. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do this topic now, but I'm going to do it different than what I thought I was going to do <laughs> because I just noticed something oh. even more interesting. Okay. Okay. I sent this to us <laughs> at our <laughs> Gmail account um, with the the subject uh, line, more media uh-huh. Bill has conquered. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, when you get Gmail... There are little ads on the side. Oh, oh, good. And they're targeted based on your subject your content, line. Your content. Your yeah. content. Okay. Here's the sponsored links for more media Bill has content. I can't wait. Pocket Constitution Books. Perfect Constitution Day giveaway. National bestseller. Bulk discounts. <laughs> There's a Constitution Day now? Yeah. And apparently we're supposed to be giving presents. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to have to start dropping hints to the hubby, you know, about what I want for Constitution Day. It's not enough that there's Flag Day and (laughs) the Fourth of July. Now there's Constitution Day? Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Now, this is in all caps, and I want you to guess what it is. Okay. Arm alum. (laughs) Arm alum. Guess what arm alum is. Well, I know what alum is, but No, no. (laughs) Guess what arm alum is. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, Google's a lot more intuitive than I thought. If they have put this together with more media, Bill has conquered. Armalum. Roman and medieval reenactment armor. Swords, daggers, shields. Oh, wow. So they know he did they Alexander the Great. <gasps> That's fantastic. Okay, now this one's a little scary. Uh-huh. Corporate manslaughter. <laughs> You made me cough. (laughs) (laughs) Free corporate manslaughter forum. Ask questions and join discussions. Do you think that... uh, (laughs) You know who runs that forum? (laughs) Donald Trump. Ouchie the clown. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me come over there. (laughs) Don't you think? Ouchie the Clown, for those of you who don't know, is a clown in San Francisco. Uh, 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 he's uh, an S&M clown. He's an S&M clown. <laughs> it's kind of like rodeo clown, S&M clown. And he hires himself out for corporate functions to punish people. Yeah, to, to, um, to facilitate your corporate meetings. <laughs> See, it is him. Okay, here's another one. Bill Consolidation in California. At least got the word Bill. I would love to consolidate Bill in California. <laughs> you can get a free online quote. Ooh. And finally, Bill heard Chevrolet. He heard, what did it say? I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that. <laughs> that's, so that's funny. the sidebar, oh which is probably God. actually more interesting than what we're going to talk uh-huh. about. What this was, uh, I can't even remember who found this and put me um, in the know about it. But it's a bunch of Star Trek crap. Yes. You know, which, of course, there media so, bill has conquered. There is so much Star and, Trek And uh, so we have pictures of these. And the first one is the Star Trek <laughs> crossword puzzle. Uh-huh. And, Lena? Well, I have that. And, in fact... <laughs> There's a picture of me in my room at probably about 12 or 13 years old with that tape to the wall. I want to see this picture. I have to find it. I think it's at my mom's in one of those books, you know, like mm-hmm. pictures. family albums. But yeah, I, I, I never filled it in. 
Oh, no. So it's like mint. It, well, it's sort not of. in the envelope anymore. But it's in my garage somewhere. It's in a box. But yeah, I had it. Okay, I got to ask some questions. First of all, the puzzle is in the shape of the Enterprise, which uh-huh. is pretty cute. <laughs> and Spock looks really worried on the cover. He does. He absolutely does. Mine is in much better shape than that one, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this has got a purple piece of tape. Yeah, it's all kind of, look, it's all ratty at the edges and stuff. Are there clues in here that are actual Star Trek things? I don't know. You don't remember. Because I don't remember at all. Okay. But I know I never filled it in. Okay, well, I, I am not surprised you have that. Okay. Next under our media is the official official Star Trek stamp album. That's pretty. And it's collection number one. And it's copyright 1977 by Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. I imagine you could use this to uh, send mail to uh, Argelia and <laughs> places like that. So here's a uh, bill stamp Ooh. with his hands up. He looks kind of like he's singing Mammy. <laughs> He's jazz hands. He's doing jazz <laughs> hands. And here's Lieutenant Uhura looking very happy. Uh-huh. Uh, this is an engineering shot. Yeah. <laughs> this is Baylock. <laughs> looking at the, like he's going to eat the Enterprise. It the really? Enterprise is very small next to his very big head. Okay, and here's um, Gamesters of Triskelion uh-huh. with that horrible uh-huh. woman, Shana, and the, the head guy. Here's Spock, very pissed off with his lurpa. A mock time. His lurpa. Um, salt vampire. Salt vampire. And uh, this thing that I don't know was ever in it. Oh, it was. It was, uh, oh, fuck. Which episode was that? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. It was It was uh, an alien. It wasn't the um, Tholians, but it was like that. I can't remember. Okay. All and, right. And a little pretty model of the Enterprise. Yes. Cover yes. And uh, presumably lots more stamps inside. Yeah. So uh, that's a media Bill has conquered, too, is collector stamps. stamps. And finally... Oh, I wish I'd had this. Oh, oh. I wish that we had both had it. In fact, I wish we had some right now so we could say, I ate Bill. It's Star Trek bubblegum. Wow. And it's from the picture. I'm going to assume it's... Uh, oh, yeah, the it's motion a, picture. Yeah, it says 10 movie photos right there. And yeah. one sticker mm-hmm. and one stick of bubblegum. Mm-hmm. It's from Star Trek, the motion picture. It's purple. Here's the copyright. Now, here's a bunch of other stuff. What's 1979, Topps Chewing Gum Incorporated, Duryea, Pennsylvania. Made and printed in USA. Here's what's in it. Ooh. Now we know what goes Bubble in Bubble and gum. Nope. Oh. Dextrose. <laughs> Sugar. Corn syrup. Sugar. Gum base. Sugar. Softeners. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Natural and artificial flavors. Sugar. Artificial colors. Sugar. And BHT to maintain freshness. Some form of sugar. Okay. Top Super Sports Card Locker. Oh, that's a thing to keep your cards in. It's the greatest way to store your cards that money can buy. Keep over 1,350 cards in one safe place. Colorful vinyl locker is easy to keep clean and built to last for years. With the handy carrying handle, it's easy to bring your entire collection to those, in quotes, big trade get-togethers. Send $5.25 plus $0.75 for handling, check or money order only, and one top sports card wrapper. And you send it to Westbury, New York, void where prohibited... Offer expired. Oh, the offer has expired. Aww. It expired June 30th, 1980. Oh, 
That's too Darn. bad. That's too bad. Now, the drawing on the cover of this little thing is Kirk and Spock, and the Kirk one sort of kind of looks like Kirk, but the Spock one looks like a weird melding between Spock and Sarek to me. It it. It kind of, and it's also got some Baylock thrown into it. That's true, yeah. And the the Kirk one, you're right, looks pretty good. The hair is, is a little too bouffantish. Oh, but you know what? He looks, in that drawing, Kirk looks like a cross between Kirk and JFK. You're right. It's very JFK hair. Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of the, the like furrowed brow of great concern that he's got going on there, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. That's what I would say. So those are, are more... More, more media. media. More media. More media for the ever-growing list of media that Bill has conquered. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, do we have time to do one more thing? We do. Okay. Let me let me get to it. Unless you've got something on your list. No, no. Do. That was pretty much it. Okay. The book is out. Oh, yes. Captain Kirk's Guide to Women. <laughs> oh, it's on Amazon now. It's on Amazon. I haven't seen it in a store. But here's the Amazon thing. And... Uh, it's Captain Kirk's Guide to Women, paperback, by John Bones Rodriguez. <laughs> and um, it's got some very nice pictures on the cover. It does, of women. Of and, women of and Kirk. Women. And yes. him kissing women and doing women and, and generally doing womanly stuff. Uh, and uh, now you can pre-order Bill's uh, biography, that, too, yeah, while, yeah. You're, while you're there. But I want to, okay, here's the book description. Casanova, Don Juan, James Bond. These are men of legendary romance, but only one man can boast that his seductive powers take him boldly where no man has gone before, and that's in italics, James T. Kirk. Captain Kirk's status as an interstellar stud is proven by his ability to seduce any woman Mm -hmm. in any situation Mm -hmm. in any part of the galaxy. From high society princesses to unbalanced Orion slave girls, from gender-switching shapeshifters, say that ten times twice, Mm -hmm. ten times fast, to emotion-deprived androids, they all swoon, acquiesce, and malfunction (laughs) from just one kiss. But a single question remains in the minds of millions. How does he do it? Captain Kirk's Guide to Women is the first book to answer this question by probing deeply into Kirk's character, Mm -hmm. charisma, Mm -hmm. and seductive techniques, making it possible for any man to model himself after the Casanova of the Cosmos, (laughs) TM. doesn't actually say TM. It is also the only warp-powered romance manual written written with enough wit, charm, and humor to help the female of the species make first contact. Employing meticulous research along with fanatic level detail and the kind of pointy-eared logic even a Vulcan would find fascinating, Captain Kirk's Guide to Women shows you how to be as effective as Captain Kirk. So he has a website set up for this called CaptainKirk'sGuideToWomen.com. And um, I'm looking at it right now. And this is very funny. I have to show you this because this wasn't here the last time I looked at this site. It says Spock's Guide to Women is free, and you click on it, and you get a free ebook. So I want to see what happens oh, when we click on it's it. It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. It says he is half human and half Vulcan, caught between two worlds. His mind is in constant battle between his cold Vulcan logic and his warm human emotions. Spock's Guide to Women will give you deeper insight into this Valentine Vulcan. With extra bonuses from Kirk's Guide, write your own episode worksheets. How to perform a flying leg kick about torn shirts. Top 25 pickup lines from the 23rd century. And you oh, can download it right definitely now. Definitely download it. So let's see. Free bonus page for Captain Kirk's Guide. To- hey, hey, come back here. 
sorry. <laughs> it got My away. Browser. It's doing weird shit. Oh, you have to send it in. You have to enter your your information. Oh god. And you get to say, well, I'll do it. I don't okay, mind doing okay. it. So um that looks really funny. Well, I'll enter the information and then we'll talk about it as soon as I get it. Okay. The other thing I want to read you from Amazon, though, is the first review of this book. Which is probably by the guy who wrote it, right? It, it, well, it says it's by Dan Fendel in oh. Hollywood, USA. I think that it's either this, the writer or his agent. Okay. Bones Rodriguez is a writer, damn it, not a doctor. But he sure got the RX for what ails your romance that the great bird of the universe himself would appreciate, endorse, and give a hearty split-fingered salute to if he was still around to do so. This book is, if I may say so, Vulcan great. (laughs) Not every man can be James Tiberius Kirk, but every man can learn from him. Well, yeah. And not just how to bluff out a Klingon, which is, we must all admit, a somewhat seldomly called for skill in our daily lives. Becoming more enterprising Uh, in romance relationships and how to (laughs) woo females of various species on the other hand is an arena that makes the one on triskelion look like a toddler's crib and i'll point out triskelion's misspelled (laughs) and going into that battle in this or any galaxy unprepared and untutored by kirk or via his interpreter bones rodriguez would be a typical academy midshipman's mistake (laughs) don't it's really quite simple The needs of the many men to find the way into the hearts and minds of their women can only be solved by the skills of the few, or the one, and only, Captain Kirk. Jean-Luc, eat your heart out. If you want your love phaser to be set on stunning, (laughs) you simply have to buy, read, digest, and live the teachings of this book. P.S. to women! If you think this book isn't for you, consider that since it is destined for bestseller status pronto, you should probably study its contents like a cadet learning the Kobayashi Maru scenario. And, by the way, you will find a happy truth here, too. Women and men from all corners of the galaxy are, at the core, sisters and brothers under the skin, even if it's green. Just as the essential humanity, big H, not species-specific, of Star Trek boldly went far beyond the science fiction of its stories, so do this book's insights into relationships, love, and yes, the best parts of lust also transcend the light years that have been between us for too, too long. That just went off into a totally different direction there. What the hell was all that? I don't know. And, you know, right after P.S. to Women... It's all one sentence. The acid just kicked in right there. (laughs) Really? If you seek romance shipmates, then this book is, and always will be, your friend. Oh, my God. (laughs) Live long and prosper with it. Or don't. And remain the confused and lonely little shuttlecraft your mom thinks you are now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Was this review helpful to you? (laughs) Actually, no. So let me just tell you, while you've been reading that, here I have been clicking away over here. So I filled in the information. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. Here's another one. My girlfriend got me this book. It's her name on the account. I am a man. I did not take it personally when she said I could use some help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, Go ahead. No, no, that's all right. That was interesting. Well, here's the thing. I, um, 
I filled, bitty, out, bitty, 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 I filled out the form. Oh, okay. We're back to the form. I filled out the form. I um, got the email. The email had a link in it, which I clicked, and I got an error message. Oh, and so now you've got a virus, a well, space virus. Well, no, because it's on my Mac, and there's no viruses on my Mac. Mm, maybe only space viruses can get yeah, to the Mac. So I did a, I did a Google for, um, kept, for Spock's Guide to Women. And I found over at TrekWeb that there's a little review of this book already. Okay. Um, Spock's or Kirk's Guide? Kirk's Guide to Women. Okay. And um, in the comments section, the very first comment says, Hey, you guys, I'm the author, and this is the first review I've read. Super excited. Yes, there are some bad puns, I confess. Here is a free download I wrote, too. And this sends you to spocksguidetowomen.com. But when you go there, it sends you to the same um, place Crappy where form. you have to fill out the form. So... It's not working. It's is not there a working. reply on this so you can reply to the author and say your thing isn't working? Yeah, I'm going to send him some email about it. So okay. I'm looking at this review right here. Um, let's see. Uh, this book has groan-inducing puns, full-color photos, and it never takes itself seriously. The author knows his trek well and utilizes some fun jokes by quoting other episodes. The steep price of $14 will steer some folks away, so prepare accordingly. If you are successful in mastering these techniques, you just might land that dreamy 60s woman. Or you might lose her to Captain Picard. <laughs> in any case, this book will help steer you through the stiff competition. So um, that is the review, and that was posted in January. We've got to get this. I want to see this book, especially if it's got nice full-color pictures. Yeah, well, I really want to get this thing that you can download for free. You know? It's, yeah. It's annoying me. We're that. all in favor of free. Yeah. So anyway, I will write to him, but maybe he's a guy that we can um, definitely have a little interview with or something. That's right. Some maybe. Point. Yeah. I think that would be good. Okay. Um, okay. I think that that's it for this show. Okay. Unless I can find some more information about this author and we can find out if he lives near us. I, no, anything. I think he lives in New York. Well, here, I'm clicking his name. Oh. And that's the only book he's written. What a surprise. But his sponsored links are Bones Ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> and pause for pet supplies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is it for for this show. Uh -huh. And a jolly good show it has been. Yes, definitely. Uh, next time, more stuff? Yeah, I think I stuff. Think so. Stuff, definitely stuff. Yeah. Okay. More of it. More. Definitely more.